three of the Donna and Steve experience on my talk 1071 everything entertainment got uh we've got a date to go see Top Gun Maverick very soon yes we, we do pick a date? we should pick the actual day that okay. we're going to do that all righty you guys I, gotta, I mean I'm just gonna be on you know how it's usually two against one on these things yeah I'm just kind of going just to hang with you guys. Yeah, I'm me too. Really I don't really want to see the movie. Wait care. a second. <laughs> I have no interest in this movie Steve, whatsoever. You know, just some, oh. We're just happy that you're excited <sighs> to be with us. And we're just like, Dad's happy. Let's go. Let's be yeah, Let's I keep agree. that happy. St- less like Dad. I'm starting to feel more and more... Like, I'm the child that the parents are walking around the park one more time just because he likes going down the slide. Yesterday, when I started talking about CEO of Delta Ed Bastion ad nauseum, you know, I was the only one there with the enthusiasm. I cannot be the only one with enthusiasm to see Top Gun Maverick. This is going to be a masterpiece. Wow. Okay, well, here's where I'm coming from. Yes, I want to see it. No, I don't want to go to a theater. Mm. I l- would like to watch it in my living room alone. Now, this would be a good oh, one on the big This is a theater down. movie, Donna. If okay. ever there's a movie theater movie, it is Top Gun Maverick. Tom Cruise would tell you as much. All right. All right. I- I'll-, I'll be excited the day it happens. What's our seating arrangement going to be? I'm not Rock sitting middle. middle. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sitting <laughs> middle. I need to be on an aisle because I have to go to the bathroom a lot. Me too. Really? Maybe I'll bring oh, me. God, yes. Yeah, I'll I wouldn't make it through You're a whole gonna movie. You're going to miss a major plot point. No, you I'll leave. You pee during a movie? You have to pee during a movie. Oh, no. what if you miss like a like the best M. Night Shyamalan twist? Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Well, Donna calls him a gonna... ding-dong. No. I feel like I should get credit for my efforts. I do have Thursday uh, the 26th written down as But a you were, I think, going to the cabin. I'm going on Friday. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. If you're I, going on Friday, I then... I a couple l- vacation days I was going to use, but it's okay. Why don't we do it Tuesday the 31st, the day after Memorial Day? Okay. Thanks. I'm sure our listeners are real excited to hear us like <laughs> plan our date. Listen, I have a weird feeling that... Donna, they find it relatable because you seem like a queen who has a driver service and you just don't connect with people. And so when they hear this about you, they're like, this is great. She's one of us. She pulled out her planner. This is great. People love you. <laughs> okay, Steve. All right, let's do it. Tuesday, May 31st. Book it, Dano. All right. Top Gun it is. One thirty showing? Something like that? Sure. Sure, sounds good. A recliner theater. Yeah, it's okay, got to be a Steve. recliner okay. theater. I'm not going to sit upright like it's the 80s. Donna's going to need one where they have wine and stuff. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I need one that sells at a pizza de pie, huh? <laughs> because I like to eat my own pie. I know where we're going. Don't worry about it. Where yeah. are we going? Don't worry about it. I don't want to say it on the radio. I love how Donna thinks the paparazzi is just waiting for a hot <laughs> tip from her as to her whereabouts. <laughs> All right. Central location, please. It will be. We're not going out to the... We're not going to Chaska if that's what you're getting at. No, but Rocco's going to try to take us out to like Cottage Grove or something. <laughs> yeah, We're I not mean, trying the, to book the, a flight the back. The Cinema Draft House in Woodbury has got craft cocktails and... You know, no, I full know menu. I know it's a cool place, but Donna and I Live. are at the point in our lives, Rocco, where we seek not to drive. I know. Correct. Rocco loves to drive. He wants to get in his car and go.
it's nice, you know, to get a chance. I get a chance to listen to my talk for like 40 minutes oh, as that's I nice. drive to Chan-Ass and hang with you guys. It's fun. All right. Can I tell you about Tom right. Cruise? Oh, please. The, the thing that bugs me a little bit about this story is it sounds a little braggadocious, you know? Um, I believe, do we have um, Tom Cruise? On the line? No, I believe we have <laughs> a clip you. of him. If you click on that about link. About the Val Kilmer? Yeah. Yeah, I can find that. I got it. Okay. Let's Here goes. It. You know, the first one, I really rallied hard for him to make the movie. Val You're everyone's problem. And the kind of talent that he has, and you see that scene, it's very special. This is very special. Okay. So that doesn't tell the whole story, but, you know, him saying, I re- rallied really hard for him. Um, it just sounds a little, he's, I'm the reason he's in the movie. And then he tries to like cover it up by going, "Oh, you know the t- the kind of talent he has, uh, very I, special." I don't know. Can I say something? All right. I think you know, like a hair trigger, yeah. like a high sensitivity trigger. Yeah. I think you have that with seeing what you perceive to be braggadociousness from people. Whereas I wouldn't see that story and think that at all. I would read it more as like, oh, that's that's great. That's cool. Like, stand with your buddy who was there during the first movie. He's been through his own health stuff. Put it out there. Like, we want him in. He's awesome. Sure, he's gone through complications, right. but he's great. Okay. I'll give you that. Last year, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer had said that Tom was the driving force. Everybody wanted Val Kilmer, but he was really adamant that if he's going to make another Top Gun, Val had to be in it. So that's good, I guess. (laughs) It just feels like, you know how people try to insert themselves into stories or storylines? It just feels a little that way. I don't know if it was that. I'll leave some wiggle room for being wrong. That's yeah. a possibility. Uh, I I like this. I, and I'm really curious to see... What role? Like, Well, I'm what? sure he's back as the Iceman, right? Is that who he was in the first one? Look, I saw the first one, like, I don't know, nine... The fact that I'm so excited about this movie, and I probably know the least or remember the least about the first movie, is also kind of weird. I need to go and watch that in its entirety again. But... I'm he really, was the Iceman. He was the Iceman, yeah. right? Yep. Val Kilmer has a very funny, <laughs> a very funny SNL sketch that he did, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, where he, Rocco, do you remember this? Where Val Kilmer was on SNL, and he was a commercial airline pilot, but was still <laughs> in Top Gun mode. No, I don't think I remember that. It's funny. He was like, we we got a bogey on on my left, bogey on my left. They were like, that's the 730 out of Tampa. <laughs> like everything's okay. It was when very I was funny. a young kid, I thought the movie Top Secret with Val Kilmer was kind of a spoof. It was an airplane like spoof on like Elvis movies slash oh, really? spy movies. Yeah. So funny. He was the lead. Um, huh. I don't remember that movie. And then he was in a movie called Real Genius, where he was a uh, kind of a reclusive genius. Uh, uh, there was uh, I can't remember the plot of it, but he was so good. I mean, there was just a period. There was a period where. Val Kilmer ruled. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was like everywhere. He um, also, happy to report, he seems like a really nice person, like right. a kind person. I watched that documentary on him, 
Can't remember what it's called now. Right. Where he, oh, yes. um, yep. he took a whole bunch of home video. He was one of the first guys in yes. Hollywood with a camcorder. Yes. yes. And speaking of all this old technology, like the iPod going away and people being enamored when it was first announced, in that documentary, Donna, there are other Hollywood stars who are like, whoa, no way. Can I see inside yeah, of that? Yeah, like Kevin Bacon. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool, Val. Yeah. It's, That's, in fact, uh, it's just called Val and it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. And, and you know, some of it's very sad, too. Oh, I would imagine. Very, very sad. Yeah. But what'd you say it was on? Amazon? Correct. Thanks, Rocco. Thanks. You're my ice man, dude. So, see, we all three agree on that Val Kilmer's cool. It's nice to agree on stuff. That's right. We're buddies. You're my best friend. (laughs) Why don't we all, like, paint our faces that day when we go see it? I'll write Val. Rocco, write Kill. I'll write... Oh, Mur. oh, I'll be Murr. Yeah, you'll be Murr. <laughs> hey, great. I get to be Murr. Rocco will be let out in cuffs, though, because he'll right. be entering a theater with long hair and kill is painted on his face. So he'll be fine. When we come back, we got a couple of studies for you, my friends. Uh, 30% of travelers have done this. And if you just stop this for one week, it will make you a happier person. We'll tell you about it when we return. It's Don and Steve on my talk. Did you miss if you see something, say something? Good thing we podcast it. Find it on the Donna and Steve. Hey, good morning. We're back. Donna and Steve on my talk, 1071, everything entertainment. You want to be buddies? Of course. I have a study. Studies have shown that... Studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings are study buddies... The perfect nerd couple... Donna and Steve. A new study found... That even taking a one-week break from social media makes us happier. Oh, really? Yep. 150 people were asked by researchers, um, you know, these people who are online every single day. Sure. They were asked to stay off for a week. And by the end, they were less stressed, less depressed, and happier overall. Now, the sad part is a lot of them couldn't do it. The average person still spent 21 minutes of their week on things like Facebook and TikTok. But that was a seven and a half, you know, it was seven and a half hours less than the week before. Sure. Yeah. You know, I hear people say this type of stuff all the time. Like, I got off of Facebook and I'm just so much happier. Mm -hmm. Like when I go somewhere and listen, I'm not saying I'm better than you, but when I go somewhere it doesn't even occur to me to pull out my phone to post something, even if it's something super cool that I'm doing. Yeah. And I kind of like that because yeah. I don't want to feel like I'm held prisoner by this thing. I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. Thanks, Steve. Yeah. It just feels like. Yeah, you never really work connected into it because I wouldn't even say it's you demographically just because you didn't grow up with social right, media. Right. Um, because there are plenty of people of all different ages who are hooked. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't even know if it's just, I mean, social media per se, sure. The phone, I would lump it more into the phone in general. Sure. You know? Yeah. Social media is one of the apps on your phone that can grab your time. Just like anything, you need to be conscious of how much time you spend with something. I saw somebody else say the other day, and this was not a study, this was a meme, <laughs> according okay. to a new meme. <laughs> but it said, disconnect from watching 
the news every single day hmm. and watch how much calmer and more peaceful you become. And the point that they make is, and listen, we have a wonderful news organization that is in this building that does really meaningful work in the community. However, we are not intended to be consumers of a 24-hour news cycle. We aren't. We were not built with the emotional capacity to constantly bear the burdens of the world. And especially as you float around from one site to the next and one article to the next, we do a much, much better job as a whole. I'm talking about just the media as a whole. Sure of celebrating the bad than we do the good. And that is just the fact. It is just so much. There's a reason why every newscast, it seems, ends with you finally get to the good thing, like, and here's a squirrel water skiing, second time mentioned in this show. And it's during the final 30 seconds of the show. And how it is framed, not only to very often, and there are exceptions to this, but to highlight what's wrong Here's a shooting, here's a fire, here's a bad thing. Not to say that those things don't ever need to be covered, but if the if the leaning, if the scales are always toward the negative, because as the old saying goes, if it bleeds, it leads, then we're really, that's tough to emotionally and intellectually bear the burden of that wow. and not live some sort of a peaceful life outside of it. And then when you add in the news channels of the world that are giving you news largely bad all day long and they're telling you this is breaking news and you've got to look here at this bad thing that happened yeah that is a very very difficult thing that other generations did not have to they were not privy to as much information as often as we are and misinformation Sure. Yeah, for sure. You're hearing and now you get opinion and usually it's not the opinion of here's what I learned from the other side today. Right. It's always just tearing each other down. So that whole thing, that was the meme that I saw that that there is truth to the fact that we hear about the burdens and the heartache and all the bad news much more than we hear about the good news. But there is, there's, there's more good stuff happening than we right. see. That's true. I have a confession to make. I don't consume news that much on the internet. I still appointment watch the news at night. That's probably a healthier way to go about it than just sort of scrolling from one thing to the next yeah. scroll to the next. Like scroll. I know people who are like, "Oh, Twitter's in an uproar over this." I'm like, I don't look for bad stories on Twitter. I just, I don't. Maybe I'm not following. You know, this was kind of our algorithms that we were talking about the other day. Like, what is a top story on your feed is not the same as mine. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm just not following a lot of the sources that other people follow. Yeah. Like, I, I follow the fun stuff. You know, I get push notifications about a breaking story if it's entertainment-related mm-hmm. or weather-related. But I'm not like, I don't know, maybe that's that's good and bad. Yeah, I have zero Because you know that you don't see that asteroid coming, you know? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> She's just whistling out on the porch. Right. Yep. My glass of lemonade. Having a day. Yeah, yeah, but it's a lot, and I think it is something that um, you know you have to you have to engage with it 
in some way because fully trying to abandon all technology is probably an unreasonable way to live in the technological era in which we exist. Sure. Um, so abandoning it all is not great, probably, or certainly not sustainable. Um, being enslaved by it, we have all felt that at some time or another where you're like, oh gosh, I need to untether from this thing. Right. So so the most difficult option is probably the most, uh, the wisest option of those three, which is you need to interact with it, but you really need to actively manage it. Right. And be self-aware of, you know, how much you're on it and all that kind of right. stuff. Because it is such a beautiful thing, too. Technology, the internet and your phone, all of that to connect, the ability to connect, there's so much beauty in it as well. And so you don't want to, to borrow a, ba- a bad phrase, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. There's a lot of beauty from this. Sure. But there's also a lot of garbage. And we should celebrate more of the great things that are happening in the world. That is my note to organizations who handle news everywhere. There's, you can't tell me that only, you know, Five percent of the things that we televise is the good news. Is that all the good news that is out there? It's uh, framing. Life is framing, Donna. That was so beautiful. Thank you. Hey, Rocco. Yeah. Are we going to play the Millennial X? I think so. I'm writing the sixth and final question. Oh, how wonderful! This is uh, hot and fresh, baby. (laughs) It's like Subway. All right, give us a call six five one six four one one zero seven one. We need a millennial to call us and a Gen Xer to call us. Call now six five one six four one one zero seven one. The Millennial X Games are next on my talk. Donna and Steve on my talk one zero seven one, where talk is fun. Are we all set up with callers, Rocco? We are. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yes. Um, I can't hit the button, so you have to do oh, it. Oh, does it? Excuse. Uh, hey, I gotta Steve. find it. Maybe I'll find I it. I got it. Right oh, here. Yeah? Generation X versus Millennials. These are the Millennial X Games. Steve, the Millennial. <sighs> I can't even. Versus Donna, the Gen Xer. Like, totally awesome. And here's your host, DJ Rock Lobster. Lobster. <laughs> That's right, it's the game where uh, I quiz Steve on Gen X stuff and Donna on millennial stuff. They each get a caller to help them out. Welcome back to the program, Squigs, the Gen Xer. Oh, hey, Squigs. What up, Squigs? Hi. Oh, wait, I forgot to turn her mic up. Oh, here we up. go, here Squeaks. Now Hi, we turned your mic up. How are you? Hello, I'm doing well. Happy to be with you guys today. Thank you. We're happy to be with you, too. You will be my lifeline today, Squigs, which is going to be great. Uh, we'll see if we can put together a win. Meanwhile, it'll be you and me versus Donna and... Uh, it is Casey, the millennial. Hey, Casey. Hi, Casey. Hello. Hi. Where are you calling from today? I am from Edina. Oh, we love Edina. Oh, nice. I'm going to be at Rustica later in Edina. I don't think I've ever been there before. A nice coffee shop? I love their lavender cake. Oh. Yum. Steve. Wow. (laughs) You might have to try it. Hey, Steve. Yes, Donna. Might have to bring some back. I, I'm i going to be there with a really muscular guy, so I don't think we're going to be going for oh, cake. Oh, today? Yeah. <laughs> okay, whatever. Yeah, all That's right. Fine. Cool. That's fine. All right, shall we play? Let's, Let's play, play it. Who wants to go first? Steve. I would like to spin first. I already brought the wheel into my little studio over here. Okay. It ah! goes like this. Music. Yes. Music. 
All right. Um, at the 1981 American Music Awards. I was negative one. The album Glass Houses won for best album. I could stop there if you think you know who did the album. Glass I definitely Houses. don't. Give me one more okay. bit. The opening track on that album is the song You May Be Right. Mm. There you go. Name the artist who mm. made the album Glass Houses. Let's immediately bring Squigs in. I don't okay. have a clue Shut about any it. of this. Uh, Squigs, who wrote the album or the song We May Be You what? May Be Right you may off be the right. album Glass Houses? Good question. That's Billy Joel. Billy Joel, lock it in. Mm, final right. answer. This is what that album sounds like. And that is Billy Joe right here on Man Tooth and Beef Heart in the Morning. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Good oh, times. It was his birthday uh, earlier this week. Oh, let's guess his age. Um, 77. 76. I want to say it's 73 because I wrote some trivia questions for Colleen and Bradley and uh, 73, yes. Okay. Thanks, Squigs. You did your part. Nice job, now Squigs. Now is the part where you stay on hold and hope that you win. Uh, that T-shirt. All right. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Stand by, Casey. All righty. Donna, are you ready? Yeah, sure. Spin it. Movies. Movies. Okay. All right. At the 2004 Movie Awards, there were colons all over the place mm-hmm. on the winner sheet. Mm-hmm. There was a colon in the best movie, the third Lord of the Rings movie. Mm-hmm. There was a colon in the movie for which Johnny Depp won Best Actor. It was uh, the first Pirates Pirates movie. And there was a colon in the first Kill Bill movie that garnered awards for both Lucy Liu and Uma Thurman. I'm going to be nice on you. Can you, oh. name, can you complete any of those oh, colons? Oh, garbage. Right, so the second one's so easy. Lord of the Rings. No, wait. Lord of the Rings. Now I'm mixing that up with Pirates of the <laughs> Caribbean. Curse of the Black Pearl. The easiest question in the history of mankind. <laughs> Especially right now. I didn't now. think she'd get it. Lord of the Rings. Sith. This the Sith. The ring. Make her get two, right? Oh, come on. All right, so we're going to go Pirates of the Caribbean. Curse of the Black Pearl. You didn't say colon. I had no colon. points awarded. Colon, uh, right. Curse of the Black Pearl. <laughs> Final. That is correct. You're right. I, got, I didn't think you'd know yeah. that one. All right, yeah. Lord, can you colon the rest of it? Uh, Lord of the Rings, colon, Return of the King. Uh, yes. Uh, and then Kill Bill, colon, Volume 1. Yes. Oh, okay. nice, Steve. By the way, those Kill Bill movies are pretty cool. I've never seen any of them. Oh, my God. I should. I think you'd like them. Is really that Tarantino? Violent, yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, that's Tarantino's yeah, style, right? Very thematic violence. Sword play. Blood you know, sort of dramatically squirting into the air. Okay. Squirt. Okay. Um, Steve's turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to, I got to make my uh, wheel. There it is. I'll Ready spin it. Yeah, I'll spin it. Don't you touch it. Okay. Lifestyle. Lifestyle. Uh, no colons here, but stay tuned for question three. Um, in 1987, Tom Wolfe had a best-selling novel. It eventually became a movie that was a box office bomb. That movie starred Tom Hanks, Melanie Griffith, and Bruce Willis. Can you name that Tom Wolfe book turned box office bomb movie? Give me the year again, please. The uh, book was 87, and I want to say the movie was 1990. But I oh, gosh. Oh, I feel like we recently said this as well. Oh, man. 
Tom Hanks, your buddy Boo. Yeah. Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith. Bruce Willis. Uh. <laughs> big colon two. Are we there yet? <laughs> Final. I'm not going to get this. Uh, okay. No, that was the bonfire of the vanity. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. He could have given me a then. thousand guesses. I would have never landed there. Okay, so it is what? Uh, one, to one. one to one. One to one. And Donna's going into her last one here. Is that what we're doing? She's going second. into her second one. Okay, I'm not even paying attention. He took yesterday. He was away. He's fine. out of rhythm. He's here fine. Goes. Not music, not music. Yes! <laughs> Please be hip hop. Okay. Uh, at the 2002 American Music Awards. America. The Best Soundtrack Award went to the movie Save the Last Dance for Me. To get a point, can you tell me anything about the movie Save the Last Dance for Me? You say it was 2002, right? Yeah. I think it was actually just Save the Last Dance. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Save yeah. the Last Dance. Oh, my gosh. Thank I you can Steve. tell you literally everything about this movie. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to see if Casey can help me. Okay. Casey. I got the title wrong. I'm, I'm correcting myself. The movie was called Save the Last Dance. Mm. It won Best Soundtrack at the 2002 uh, American Music Awards. Can you tell me anything about the movie Save the Last Dance? Casey. Star Julia Stiles. I remember that. Hey, oh, that yeah. is a point. <laughs> that is a point. And it was also about... Um, a dance group, I think. Yeah, the, well, there was dancing involved. <laughs> yes. Uh, according to this, it was a, a teen dance film produced by MTV. So Julia good. <laughs> Stiles, Sean Patrick Thomas. Yes. A teenage interracial couple in Chicago who worked together to help Stiles' character train for a Juilliard school dance audition. Take the point. Thank wow. you. Wow. Wow. Very yeah, that nice. movie you, did Casey. not ring a bell for me at You're all. You're welcome. Oh, my goodness. My I wife, remember. we were seniors in high school, so we love that movie. And oddly, <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you the story. Never mind. Go ahead. Okay, good. Thanks. All right. So we're going back to Gen X. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just letting that mean thing hang out there. Um, I think uh, this one might be easy. Well, uh, depending on how the wheel spins. Movies. Movies. There was a colon here mm. at the 1992 MTV Movie Awards. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger won Best Actor for the movie uh, that also won Terminator 2 colon something. What? Wow. Finish that colon. I was complaining about how easy it was for Donna. I'm so happy to get my second point here and force her to get hers right in her final round. Terminator 2 colon Judgment Day. Final. It is correct. Wow. Yes. Good job. All right, Donna. You need this or we go into a tiebreaker. Okay. Okay. It goes like this. Lifestyle. Okay. Lifestyle. In 2003... Tuesdays with Maury author Mitch Album had another best-selling book. Spent 93 weeks on the New York Times bestseller. I've read both of them. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. However, my it, memory is. Not it good. follows the life and death of a ride mechanic named Eddie, who was mm-hmm. killed in an amusement park accident, and then goes to the afterlife and encounters some folks. Can you name that best-selling book? I think it's something about heaven. Something heaven. I'd like to steal. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, Tuesdays with Maury, and oh my God, I could see it. It's literally 
on the nightstand in my guest room. Wednesdays with Wendy. No, stop it. Um, It is Thursdays with Theo. Shoot. Fridays with Frank. I'm not going to get it. So why don't you try to get it? Honey, you said you read it. Steal. I did, but it doesn't mean I remember. Uh, Okay. Steal. Mm -hmm. All right, go ahead. The five people you meet in heaven. That is right. Does that mean that Squigs wins a t-shirt? Yes. All right. Well, let's first have a concession speech from Casey. No, wait. No, we're we're tied. Oh, geez. Well, good thing I have a tiebreaker. Stand down, Squigs. Casey, stay on the line. We have a tiebreaker. You know what happened? I was supposed to eat at 11 because of my... Oh, And I have it. So I am sort of getting a little lightheaded over there. Okay. Just cool it with your blood sugar over there. Um, How about this? I talked about earlier that the bonfire of the vanities was a bit of a box office bomb mm-hmm. uh let's say uh, they had a budget of x and a box office of y how much money did the bonfire of the vanities lose starting with donna okay i am gonna say they lost 22 million dollars and steve price is right rules always in effect sure one million dollars uh, Donna will be correct because that yeah. movie lost, according to Wikipedia, 32-ish wow. miles. Budget of 47, box office of 15.6. Wow. So that means I prematurely gave Squigs a t-shirt. <laughs> now she has to give a concession speech. Uh, sorry, Squigs. Sorry, Squigs, you lose. Yeah, that's all right. We love you, though. <laughs> She's yeah. like, whatever. I've come to expect this. Okay, fine. Uh, I, did, I did know Bonfire of the Vanities. Just oh, for bragging darn, darn it. Okay. Well, thanks, Squigs. Oh. It was nice meeting you in person last week it at the sure Chan. Was. Oh, clump. Clump. That was great. That that was thanks, nice. everybody. Thank See you, you next time. Bye. Uh, M Night Shyamalan twist. Did I say that right, Steve? Yeah. Uh, Casey is now your winner. Yay, Casey. Good job, Casey. Thank you. Thank you for helping. <laughs> we really appreciate you and like appreciate you listening to our show. Yes. Well, we appreciate you guys every day. Thank you so much. Oh, we love you. Hang on Congratulations. The line. Okay. I will know I will now go eat a banana so I can finish the show without First, falling. First you should over. talk to Casey. Okay, I'll do yeah, that. Before you First I'll talk to Casey, then I'll have a banana. Then we'll come back and do the final stretch. You thought I was dramatic with my juice cleanses, Donna. <laughs> oh this guy gosh. with his intermittent you, fasting really. is a real problem. It is becoming a problem. Yeah, let us know how you do. Thanks, bye. Bye now. Final stretch of the show coming up next. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you for listening. It's Donna and Steve. Final stretch of our show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Wow, are we keeping score on Millennial X Games too? No? Yeah, we should. What is it? I'll one go back and listen. Did I week? win last week? I forget. I probably did. I'll go back and I listen. You know, people can listen to uh, past shows of ours all is the time, right? even just, you know, a segment. Sometimes we cut them out because there's music in it. You know, for instance, I just played some Glass Houses by Billy Joel last segment. Is that going to be cut out, Donna? What are we saying? Um, possibly. It's going to be close. It's going to be, be close. We'll have to close. listen to it. And the reason is because there are rules about what we can play on the radio versus rules what we can put on the internet. That's right. Rocco. If we could, we'd give it to you people. We just we can't. We'd give you the, the world. The internet you people want the moon? say no. What do you want, Come Mary? On, Steve. <laughs> you want the moon, Mary? I'll throw a lasso around it and rabble, 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 rabble. <laughs> <laughs> And people must say, hey, I sometimes hear music. If we talk over the music, you know, maybe we can get away with it. But if we just play it straight up. 
I love how Rocco's teaching a broadcasting class. It's because I still haven't eaten that banana. I'm losing my mind. I'm just giving internet copyright laws off the top of my head. Let me ask you guys a question. Mm -hmm. Now, I I don't want to brag, but I have a pretty busy uh, post-show situation going on here. I need to grab a quick, quick lunch. I, I just to, looked. Beef stir-fry slash beef chili. I know. I see this beef situation, and then I c- come back up. i got to record a couple of commercials with Rocco. Got to do a little podcast stuff, and then i got a, uh, a meeting at 1230. And so we got to be really on point here. Do we have time to weigh in? Are we going to weigh in uh, at lunch? Well, that's a good idea. Then we'll know if this internet mitten fasting is yes, doing one Rocco. thing for me. Rocco, did you weigh yourself... Uh, naked or just like in your drawers or anything in your bathroom at home before I did nothing this started? today. I do have access to a scale. I mean, don't they say that you should weigh yourself first thing? Maybe you get up and you pee and then you weigh yourself. Is that yeah, how you do yep, it? Yeah, exactly. You want to do it at a consistent time because water weight, have okay, your first cup ladies. of coffee. Donna! <laughs> Donna! Just because you like don't own a scale, some humans weigh I themselves. I do own a scale. A nice one. Thank you. Oh, I... <laughs> Where'd you get its sharper image? Brookstone? Remember Don't Brookstone? worry about yeah, it's, I think it still exists. Um, anyway, but yeah, you want to do it first thing in the morning at a consistent time because truly, when you have your first cup of coffee, it's amazing how your water can or your weight can immediately go up, and so that's the best time to do it. Yeah, Did but you, you do- might need the coffee to get your weight down. You know what I'm saying? Did no, no, <laughs> no. If you do it very first thing in the morning, that's the best. Time to do it. Did you weigh yourself ever at the beginning of this intermittent fasting journey, uh, Yeah, Rocco? I think I know, where, I know where I was. And it's funny. I have uh, seen, I'm like, oh, look, I'm down two pounds. This is really working. And then I'm kind of back to where I was. Oh, it's not working. Oh, and that, now I'm down one. Okay, it's great. I mean, I do have to admit, I have not exercised at all during this Yeah, but you shouldn't have thing. to. I mean, yes, everyone should if you could. Yeah, but almost you every... have to, to to get the... You know, the results that you're looking for. However, I think you can be a little more loose with this. I think you're getting bad advice right now. No, you don't have to torture yourself. It's not supposed to be designed like that. It's not. He intermittent fasting is pretty simple in that it's a there's times during the day that you can eat and then other times that you can't. He's not torturing himself. I saw him plowing onion rings the other day in the cafeteria. (laughs) So let's quit acting like he's on a hunger strike. That's my point that I was going to say is if you Rocco got a little tighter and more conscious of what you were eating during your open window of eating, and then even added just a a moderate amount of exercise a few times a week, what I think you'll find is that it will supercharge your results. Thank you. No, I've, I've really kind of read nothing but good things about it. And so, yeah, a lot of people I'm have had great success it. with it. The fact that I didn't eat at 11 today is user error. So that's on me. You're <laughs> acting like my dog every day at four o'clock. If he does not get his food when he's. N- Used to getting his food, he just puts starts, his chin on your lap. He's whining. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's pawing at me like, come on. That's you. Well, so far, Steve has compared me to Captain Beefheart, and you've compared me to your dog today. It's, right. it's a good start. Check out our listener rewards this month. We've got great <laughs> ones. You can get tickets to see comedian Liza Schlesinger at Mystic Showroom, plus gift cards to Zero Gravity. We also have a set of AirPods that you could win as well. These prizes and a whole lot more are up for grabs and listener rewards. Find those on the app or at mytalk1071.com. Can I tell you, um, this is how... This is how convicted I am about not buying tissues. I put an entire roll of toilet paper in my purse before I left for work. Are you... Okay, Donna. So you're anti... 
Do I not know this about you? Are you anti-tissues? Yes. You feel like it's a redundant product? Scam. Okay. <laughs> scam. It's a scam. 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 Thank so, you. So what do you have at your house? Just toilet paper rolls, like on end tables and stuff like that? <laughs> I'm asking. No, I just, when I need it. You go into the bathroom. I go in the bathroom. And if I have a guest over and they say, do you have a tissue? I'd say, no, I don't, but I have toilet paper. Help yourself. (laughs) The hostess with the most. It just, it's redundant is a good way to look at it. I would say it's stupid. (sighs) It does the same thing. It's soft. It does the same thing as a box of Kleenex. Let me ask you a question. Your thoughts on napkins. Paper towels will do the job. Okay. I, I don't think I've ever bought paper napkins. I'm just saying, what's the, what's keeping you from having the bathroom tissue right in your centerpiece <laughs> on the dining room table? Because it does the same yeah, thing. Bring it to W.A. Frost and see how they... Well, I think it's a little too thin to wipe, you know, barbecue sauce off your hands. I don't want to get into the comparison <laughs> game. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay. So I have a roll of toilet paper. Thank you. It does sit on the side of the bed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. We we just uh, displayed that's toilet nice. paper in the bathroom. We just finally put up like some floating, you know, some shelves, a shelving unit oh, that we sure. needed in the guest bathroom. Finally, we lived there for two and a half years, <laughs> and you know, you put like a towel, a folded towel, on one of them. There's a candle on another, you know, stuff like that, a little plant, and then Lou and I quite like this, but I think my sister Janie was making fun of it yesterday. She did like three little toilet papers right there, sort of like one, two, and three, sort of like all stacked next to each other, so that it's easily visible, so that a guest doesn't have to go rooting around your drawers, and you immediately see it when you walk in, so you're not concerned. Exactly. I don't know. I think Janie can cram it, now that I think about it. Thank you for having us. Thanks, everybody. Um, I did link up really quick. I linked up something on the uh, Don and Steve Show Links page that is, if you need a laugh... There was a wedding Photoshop fail that is going viral. It's very funny. And there were some people who blinked in these wedding photos. So then the photographer outsources the <laughs> Photoshop to just some third party and then sends it over like, oh, thanks for Photoshopping them. Send it to the bride and groom. One problem. The Photoshop did not go well. And they essentially Photoshopped crazy eyes onto these people. This has happened to me before. You have to see the pictures. It's on the show links page at mytalk1071.com under the Don and Steve show. Yeah, you were Quite getting funny. some uh you're getting hassled a little bit for not putting something up in the links yesterday. Yeah, I didn't even know that we were going to. We mentioned it. I guess if we even mention anything now, we just have to put it up. It seems like you rallied your, you know, club and said send them an email oh, today. Really? So I'm going to send them all back um, a little e-greeting. They'll think it's an e-card. It, in fact, is a virus to their computer. They're going to get Rick Rolls or something. (laughs) Okay. All right. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye now.